Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon, the basement of the Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there's only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, Josiah, in the studio today, along with Wolf and King, and this is episode, what is it, guys, 13, Fantastic Beasts and When to Own Them. Yeah, lucky number 13. Good to be here, guys. Uh, big week. Uh, this is going to be a big show. I, I, I don't think we're going to be on time, but let's. there's a lot to chew through. Indeed, indeed. How's it going, Wolf? Going well. I'm excited, and I love the number 13, so let's get into it. Why does Wag Die do this? Like, why does it operate in this way in which they choose to bottle all the developments and side projects and then fart them out at like, you know, three days? The week of Thanksgiving here in America, nonetheless. I mean, I don't know if it's intentional. Like, it, 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 it would be crazy if it was intentional. I just think it's, you know, those things. You know, I think there's a constant workflow um, on top of that. I think the community is constantly creating stuff. Community tends to release a lot of things, uh, you know, when there's downtime or perceived downtime. And then you just have these weeks where there's just like a whole ton of new stuff. So if it's ever quiet one week, you know, you know, in a week or two, it's going to be very, very busy. So uh, maybe we just dive into all of it. Absolutely. Let's start with Artifix Magister. Wolf, why don't you take the lead on this one? Because it was you who finally cracked the cave. I mean, technically it was an fair, but yeah. Uh, that was, um, you know, we talked about it last week, and it's funny. I was, while we were doing the show, I was trying to break into it. And one thing that, um, you know, because we were down to the last letter and, uh, you know, so the race was on there and um, it's, but the, the funny thing was, is that when um, Artifacts Magister tweeted out their last four riddles or three riddles, they um, commented um, the, you know, the code or whatever on, underneath the one that they posted like second <laughs> And what that did was, and they didn't do that comment until four minutes past 10. They, they kept on, they had a consistent schedule of dropping riddles at 10 a.m. Um, and so what that did was it put the last, it put the word that we thought was last, the about <clears throat> answer, um, in the last position when it should have been in the, like, the third to last or whatever. So we were approaching this thing the wrong way. <laughs> Um, and thinking we had the correct order and it, it took some like you know a full day of frustration and trying all these uh, different combinations and um, you know for the final part we had pulled up the whole list of the 2048 different VIP words and um, was using uh, uh, you know this 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 uh, monomic uh, phrase checker that basically lets you know whether or not it was even a possibility of a seed phrase before I would then try and open it with a wallet once I realized, once I did the checksum. And um, all the words I was trying were in relation to the wrong order. And it wasn't until realizing that the order could be switched around 
Um, and it was actually, I think, Sasab um, or somebody later who, uh, after it had already been solved, found out too how to solve the actual riddle, like from from the math equation. So like, uh, and that was it was using the Dewey Decimal System, and basically those eight hundred uh, random numbers were for the word fiction, <laughs> um, and and were because they were related to in literature. Those were all the th- those are basically where fiction would land or something. I don't, anyways, it was it was a one hell of a ride, um, and it's you know I, I think you know Night of Despair definitely um, it has has some fun story stuff cooked up with with it. Uh, purposely is is working with two of of the uh, artifacts characters that were in there but one of them had was not was omitted um from anything any story or anything that night of despair has been doing and um has actually come into play with another uh, set of characters and it seemed more fitting you're you're going over the artifacts magister uh, uh solves like a like a shell shock ptsd person um but to to simplify, I guess for people who are who are still catching up on it, um, and correct, please correct me if I've got any of this wrong. Um, the puzzles that were released on that Twitter account were words to a seed phrase. You used them and cracked them to break into a wallet, and you pulled out all of the tokens that were in there uh, after solving many of the puzzles and doing some clever things with the seed phrase words, correct? Correct. Um, yeah. And there was a total of eight artifacts, uh, artificer crystals, as well as three characters that were established with full on bios. Um, Zylo, the trapper is the, the one that was kind of didn't, you know, fit a little bit outside of everything was the dark blade. And then, and then the other two, um, and, uh, what's it? Um, so, also, too, during that time, like obviously, yeah, it was it was was really chaotic, and there was a lot going on, and was and I've been you know trying to think of a fun way to keep the story and keep things alive with it, but uh, people got impatient, so um, <laughs> rather you know rather than try and have people wait any any longer, uh, one thing too that that happened was three of those crystals were put back into the wallet. And that was, and then people were encouraged to go through and um, figure out the last one themselves, with at with at least a lot more information than um, I had when I was trying to, um, particularly to the most important part of, of understanding that the order was incorrect, and uh, Sasab twins, and uh, the I think it was Chimera, what were the were the three that got in there, right on, and the final reveal also brought back um some notes from zell have we figured out like we were so the there was a a note attached to there or like when you solved it and it was revealed they like the devs gave a note from zell saying basically like go back to stalwart fortress and like break into his bedroom here's a here's a here's how to get in and that something would be waiting for all of us there. Correct. And, and that lined up, um, you know, as kind of a precursor for 
that the the big vote that we had, um, you know, on on direction, which is our one of our infamous uh, wag die mechanics now, using the decide dot fatal wag die, um, and <clears throat> there was the druid option, um, which has come up quite you know quite often, the yorn hole option, which is the second time that's come up. And then the, for the first time ever, we had this, you know, well, we've had a bunch of Return to Stalwarts, but a Return to Stalwart for Zell um, since Zell's demise. Um, and I personally had chosen that, the, the Stalwart one, and, and voiced about that choice. But when Druids was well in the lead, and I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think that any, it had a chance, but I was like, hey, man, I'd like to go get the map and this and that. And I, you know, I, I agree with everybody that Druids was probably the most fun sounding one. And um, some different people had, you know, opinions on like, well, it is the most fun, but we should probably reserve that fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how do you, how did you, how did either of you, Josiah or King feel about the choices? I was, I want to say I was surprised that the stalwart choice ran uh, one up. Um it's a side quest and of course you have the the whole rhetoric about oh it was it was um spearheaded by council of six who wanted to quote unquote save all the best storylines for the return of the bull um market and let's get the boring stuff out of the way now during the winter here but um yeah the, the whole point of that was you know zell left that note like you were saying king and he wants us to go and continue his work as cartographer. Um, so the main account, again, very sparse tweets from them, but they said that there are some machinations going on as we leave the church and head toward the stalwart. So not sure what we'll find there. I don't know if this is going to be like a puzzle situation or is it going to be like another narrative drop? I, I don't know what to expect once we get there. And for quick context, the last time we had a, a big character kind of pass, um, like Rita, right? There was this whole sequence of events and solving riddles and Crystal's coming out and then her machine. You have to wonder, like you're saying, and kind of what you're maybe alluding to, Josiah, is is, is there going to be something in, in like that going on in Zell's room? Um, you know, and is that going to lead to a new cartographer or further maps maybe that he'd been holding back on us? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I voted to go to the Druids. I want to have fun right now. I think we've had a lot of serious sort of stuff right now. And I disagree with the notion that we've got to save the best stuff for the bull run. I think there's always going to be interesting, cool things going on in Wagdai. Uh, there's no need to, like, save this or use that or whatever. Um, there's there's plenty of opportunity for more cool things to develop. Um, as for what I think is going to happen when we get back to stalwart fortress i don't know i would be into another like um if, so, if there's something like ouroboros like maybe zell's got like a whole dexter's lab situation going on where it's like you know a, a dungeon within his room um i do think it will lead to either a new method of getting maps apart from just like you know narrative drop but also, I would be curious to see if we get a new map piece because we haven't actually been anywhere overland that's new. Um, we either get a new map piece that's like ahead of where we're going, which would be completely new. Um, we've never had a map piece before. We've gone somewhere before. Um, or we uh, get a map for like the void or the the burrows which would be completely different because that is hard to represent on the map or 
um you know the have the map update you know that first piece we got is now kind of out of date considering what's happened to the uh to the church um but whatever it may be i definitely think it's going to have something to do with the future of our cartography here that would be kind of crazy on that last speculation that you had of like if they updated the region where the church was and somehow i don't know how you do it with like a flat surface like that right but like show like the the depths the the burrow the the abyss and like and then the void like somehow like maybe have like transparent around but also show the changes i don't know it'd be it'd be interesting like you're saying yeah to to somehow show those things i guess they there could be a kind of a a cheat way where it's like part of the map uh i don't uh, i don't know if that would look good it it could just be a separate map like doesn't have to be connected to the too yeah, yeah it's, it's like a cutout of that area and it's just like placed on the side or something i can it see also, it or designated with the dotted line sure i was gonna say real quick too it also would make sense it would make more sense almost when we unlock searing if we got that map and then kind of off of king speculation of like the void you know and everything underground and then the catacombs as well kind of being shown so showing underneath the primordial lands as well as showing underneath the church and then the void and the space between yeah i don't know <laughs> just have to wait and see all right let's move on to more developments in the main narrative i guess this doesn't count as main but it's it's obviously um ancillary i think an ancillary production but that's the arcane council they first emerged it must have been a week and a half ago right, with some very cryptic posts, a gif, a video. And then on November 18th, they posted, what is it, what, what's the, like, proper term for it? It looks like a video game text box. Yeah, I feel like King would probably have, like, a good, he would probably know what that's called <laughs> if there is a name for it, you know? Like, I was just, it reminds me of, like, Final Fantasy um, yeah. or something. We, we call it a text box. It's just a text box, yeah. That's it's like big... something I, I was playing on dialogue my, box, my maybe. Advance. Yeah. Also, too, real quick, Josiah. Like, uh, I, I think the two would would disagree with you about it not being main. So, you know, it is main. That's true, right? Yeah. The keepers tweeted all community stuff is main, right? So there we go. Um, but it's a really cool way of setting up th- this kind of interactive adventure that's playing out here. So, uh. Three three days ago, maybe, there was an invitation put out to the community to send three Wagdai for the three Arcane members to possess in order to start their descent into this astral realm. So I think within four minutes, I would say, it got filled up. King Offling sent one, Mischievio sent one, and Merlin sent one. And they had to go name it in order for the adventure to begin. That was completed, and now it looks like the Arcane Council is tweeting that they're getting acclimated um, to the adventure. What do you guys think this is going to play out to be? I'm just happy that I got mine back, because I thought I was one of the first ones sending it, but I, I was like fucking 10 on the list or something. You were like 10th on the list, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even retweet, so people will not like send it before me, but yeah. Uh, my best theory is that, I mean, as any entity that's uh, focused on balance, um, you know, you have to consider what perspective that balance comes from. Uh, my thoughts are going to be it'll be centered around the community making some sort of choice that determines 
uh, a lean in the world, which whichever way they want to go. Um, they don't seem to have, you know, they've kind of talked about coming from the heavens and that kind of thing. So they might be a little more Goran than others. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. Um, that's it. I just sent a wag die to them and now it's got a new name. And uh, I think he's, I saw somebody posted that he's staked at the, at the, at the bulwark now. I will just quickly say that my speculation was they, it reminded me of like, kind of like Ouroboros, you know, how they popped up and that led to a dungeon. And then they obviously went, uh, you know, a little bit of a different direction with the, the text box um, style. So it's like, I almost felt like that was alluding to um, some kind of game as well, uh, you know, some kind of gameplay mechanics. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is something like that, but then, Obviously, this like what King was saying, based on their conversations about balance and and the only having those three cents so far, and who knows, you know, it could be something else entirely. But that was my first guess. It definitely feels like to me a hybrid between the ruined shrine kind of puzzle situation and yeah, the Ouroboros dungeon crawl. Um, you know, you have Waggy involved, you have them sent to an address, you have staking mechanics in play, and then. I don't believe that this this adventure will be only for those three players to participate in who sent their wag die. I think it's going to be more open sourced. So definitely looking forward to, I think, the overarching narrative of what this is bringing about in the Forsaken Lands. Because I have no idea. Prince asks, what staking mechanics is Arcane Council using? Um, we'll see. It has yet to be told. But each of those possessed members are staked in a different place. Right on. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be those three players or characters are going to have control over really anything. I think uh, it's as good as having burned those three three wag dies. They're they're gone for the LARP. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that you you guys aren't getting it back. You'll get something. Um, they did they did use the words to thank you for your sacrifice or something. There like you go. That. Um, let's Enrique. No, sorry, I just unmuted my mic uh, as an accident. So, no, you guys go ahead. Gotcha. Let's uh, move on to the Keepers. King, you saw that um, they posted some sprites. Yeah, so they posted a new update to the sprite development, uh, which is awesome. They've got these Final Fantasy Tactics-style, Ogre Battle-style, full sprite animations, three-quarter perspective, uh, full eight directions, attack animations. The interesting thing is that they have added a little information saying that they are going to be creating them for quote-unquote key wagdai types and the 17. So it sounds to me a lot like we're not going to get a, what, what I really want, which is a full um, every trait as a sprite sheet kind of thing. But I think if they cover enough of the traits, um, you know, we can probably, obviously we could make stuff with that, but um, there might be room for the community to pick up uh, in the middle there where uh, making customs or whatever you need to do. I, I do have a question. So those those kind of like are going to be our new like traits for uh, the wag dice, like new weapons and things like that. No, I'm specifically talking about the like uh, video game sprites that they've been releasing. Keepers has been showing off some animated video game sprites. Oh, OK. And I guess to lead up to our next thing, the keepers dropped. And speaking of, you know, to piggyback off what King said earlier about, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's bull or bear. We should, you know, things things come as they will, and, and Wagdale will always stay fun. 
I think the most recent um, drop with, uh, you know, with Mosri, Mosri D showing up and the new contract and everything else has definitely brought some um, excitement uh, for those who were already in Wagdai, as well as I've, I've definitely seen some older members who haven't been around in a while returning and asking questions and wanting to know more about them. And plus, you know, our, our wonderful title is in reference to that. I don't know, Josiah, if you want to kick that off. Yeah, I mean, the elephant in the room, guys, right? Masri D and this Wagdai Beast collection. Like, holy shit. It started, you know, a few days ago, Masri D reemerged, finally, with an image, a full-body pixel Wagdai image of him and his cockatrice. And, you know, he was saying he was going to set up shop soon. And the Keepers, soon after, tweeted out the contract link for the Wagdai Beast. By the way, I think it's I think Masri D is a she because uh, the keepers said he and then they switched. They corrected themselves and said she underneath. Um, so just a okay. heads up. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, but what what did we learn from this this collection? So let's see. There are 10. It looks like so they, they call this the Genesis collection and there are 10 beasts. Um five of which seems to be available for the community right now five of which will be auctions later off is what it sounds like um so we have masri d of course he popped into the library last night when you all were in the tavern and you were going through the different animals right because the metadata started showing up and he he uh he hit us all up and he offered myself and bus um the animal that we had actually asked him if he had Wolf, you said a month ago, right, when he first showed up in the uh, Forsaken Lands chat. Yeah, I did a little uh, detective work and digging because I was trying to figure out, you know, how that uh, had come about. And I realized that both you and Bus were the two that greeted Masri D first in the the Forsaken Lands, which is our RP um, LARP chat within the discord and you two were the first ones to be there and you asked, asked some questions or he asked and like helped him out and talked to him. And both of you specifically requested an animal or, or brought or mentioned one while you were there, which was how this led up to be, which is really awesome. Um, and, you know, just definitely now knowing too, that the rest are going to be auctioned and the, other two that we know about are that are available, um, which are, you know, are going to require people have a week to enter. Um, and there's basically you need to your entry or, or your chance for, for getting these beasts requires some uh, LARPing. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, oh. was going to say to clarify things for people who maybe are a little confused about what Mazardi is doing. There of the collection, there's like a large supply cap currently set. Uh, however, the devs have minted ten of these beast tokens to Mazrudi specifically. Two of them have already been given out to community members who have LARPed for them. Uh, two more are on their way uh, through this like tweet LARP mechanic. So if you're interested in getting one early and now, um, pay attention to the Mazrudi uh, Twitter account. And uh, check what was in the Discord in terms of like the conditions. They're they're looking for someone to LARP into the putrid forest to get some special water, um, and then the rest are going to be auctioned off. So that's uh, ten total minted. Four of them are given away to communities through various LARP methodologies, 
And then six of them are going to be auctioned off, I guess, on OpenSea um, using ETH as the currency. So um, there's your opportunities to get one of these Genesis tokens right out the gate, um, whether you want to just, you know, uh, baller it and, uh, and, 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 and play the auction or you want to try and get one of these two cockatrice tokens um, for free through the LARP. Those are currently your opportunities to do so um, but i think there's definitely going to be if you don't catch either any of these there will be future opportunities i don't know how frequently or how many or whatever but there there probably will be coming do not burn the animals please do not in time i oh. think i was just the... gonna say real quick also something special there was a weasel hound um as well as a, a nakey wag die that were shown um, from the keepers and they let you know they, they they gave us a heads up it would be wise to keep track of Mosri D's inventory and letting us know that Wagdai and Beast can become a bonded pair and this was another once again we saw that as a bonded pair we're looking at again a full body Wagdai um, this is something that makes me you know I don't know I speculate at least with 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 the release and and how and why they're you know and them doing this auction thing i think it's kind of i think it's pretty cool um you know it's a it's a way for the the devs to to, to capture some some attention and, and you know and, and get a little bit of uh revenue for for wagdai and you know it also it almost seems like too you're kind of getting like an art piece or something right because if you yeah. are able to yeah auction one of these things then uh, if you're able to to you know to win the auction you're getting a full body version with your beast um and that that seems more of like an art collectible rather than something that's going to give you a, an advantage within the game um and but at the same time too is they're not just coming out and being like oh hey we're doing this auction thing that's that's that, that's it they're also given a fair chance for active community members you know like Josiah and Bus were rewarded right off the right off the bat, and they're giving other people a chance through this this LARP mechanic to to win some. So I thought it was a really fresh and unique way to do this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's super generous of them. You know, the artists, you know, drawing up ten of these animals, half of them are being given away for free, and I, I think that's pretty incredible. I am excited about. I'm calling it a LARP Invitational from the Wagdai Project, right? That. You there's that's the prompt. You go to the putrid forest, you look for the water there in the pools of Langor, you tell your tale on Twitter, and then after a week, Masri D is gonna, you know, select quote unquote who found the right water. And I, I think it's a really great idea, you know, with the with the um the coven of the witches, um, when we had to create to get tokens like like that that was one thing i feel like this is completely different right that it's an open invitation to larp and they're holding a contest in that way i think that's incredibly cool right and to go over a couple of other things about the the contract itself we spent quite a bit of time uh, deep diving into it um i i do think that this uh auction mechanic and the larp mechanic is going to persist um for a while but currently the supply cap is set to 2,222. I would be very surprised. Um, and it's also got a full minting functionality in there. Um, currently the cost per mint is set to 666 ETH per token, which is uh, very seemingly a placeholder. 
but there is all the functionality in there for a normal mint. Um, I don't know when or if they're going to do that, but the functionality is there. Um, there is also a bestow function, so they can just basically, you know, mint to people's wallets, um, probably for LARP purposes, a dev claim for their, their own um, MPC sort of uh, collection. Um, but these tokens that Masrudi has now are uh, notated with the origin of Genesis, which is something that, um, you know, if there's obviously if there's a whole category for origin, uh, and there's Genesis for the first. I think it's safe to say that there will be other tokens that don't have this. So perhaps we go through a period dealing with Masrudi, eventually leading up to some sort of mint or something. Um, but this seems like a major, major thing for the project. So um, I'm going to be watching this thing closely uh, and uh, what what's to come. One other thing that I do want to just make a mention of um, if we are going to a mint for this thing, don't forget, there's a lot of you who weren't here um, when Wagdai first minted. And for those who don't remember, Wagdai uh, did not have a mint page. It was a mint directly from contract. So um, it's not hard to do. If this is what happens to it, um, I don't know. Um, you know, if you're looking for that kind of like education on how to do it, that may be something we can like you know, talk about more in the Discord or something like that. But um, it's pretty easy if you want to look it up on Google how to mint from contract. Um, it's it's worth learning anyway. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things with this contract that are super exciting. Um, and I think it's going to bring a lot of new energy to the project. And while we're on this topic in Discord, and <clears throat> not to not to bring favor to anyone and not that we have a choice anyways, it's, it's up to Masri D to, to decide who wins. Um, but Merlin was one of the first to post a journey um, to, 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 for this, for, you know, to submit an entry for this, for this. Um, and in, in addition to doing this in the builder's hall, Merlin also dropped some assets, basically, um, you know, a bottle with the, with the water um, as well as some of the scenery for, you know, that he used for the LARP and as well as some sounds too. Um, different sounds of, uh, you know, from a, from the, the, the cockatrice itself to some atmospheric sounds. Um, and he, he's welcomed anybody else who wants to use these assets for when they're doing their story to go ahead and do so. Um, I just want to say too, though, it's totally okay not to use those assets and to come up with your own clever interpretation as well. Um, there's, there's no wrong way to do this. Um, and ultimately, I think there's, <clears throat> based on the way that Masri D worded such things, um, it's left there for Masri D ultimately to decide, like, you know, who the, the victor is. And, you know, there's there's ways that, you know, like, I think it's there's some wording in the, 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 the like, the prompt, basically saying, like, you know, um, like leaving room for interpretation on like, oh, hey, I, like where Masri could say like, you didn't go to the right spring or um, that's not the correct water or blah, blah, blah. Like it seems like there's, if you read, if you read the prompt, you know, it seems like there's definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's left to open to, to interpretation. And I think trying to, you know, bring out the best in people's imagination and LARPs and how they approach it. Yeah, obviously a very effective way to frame it within, within world. Yeah, good, good call. Um, 
I think we would be remiss not to like, I mean, we've talked a lot about beasts and the contract and blah, 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 how to get him. Uh, what do you guys think of the actual creatures? I, I think I definitely have to agree with council six and being pretty, um, you know, I like the hydrodon, which, you know, we we're calling the Kelpie. Um, I think it's number six. Uh, and that's, that was definitely one of the favorites. Um, the weasel hound, you know, caught my attention as well because it kind of looks like a wolf and, you know, but it's, uh, you know, I definitely, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I, the, those little baby cockatrices too, look really awesome. And one of the, one of my other favorites <laughs> to almost go over all of them, but you know, not I'll leave some, um, was the one that Josiah got. I, I thought the blood hawk or I think it's called the blood hawk, whatever that one looked really cool. And I was like, damn, you know, I was, trying to figure out which one I, you know, I, I thought was my favorite. And then it was announced that, you know, the, the Raven and the Hawk go into those two. No love for the Papata Serpent. Damn, bro. <laughs> uh, I think they're super cool. Like, if you guys haven't seen the the creatures yet yourself, um, you can now search on OpenSea Wagdai colon beasts. Um and and you'll see the ten tokens there. Nine completely unique creatures we haven't seen before in the Wagdai world. They've got uh, descriptions. Um, I've got to I've got to make a whole new section on the wiki for this. But there's going to be a lot of cool little lore details to kind of like pull out of these. Um, even even just the crow, which is just a, it's literally just a crow. Um, you know, not a fantastic creature, but it's got some interesting details in it as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I really like him. Um, Josiah, I know you've already got the Bloodhawk, but um, any other ones that are like really catching your eye? I, I was just going to say, I love how thoughtful they were about the descriptions. Even the one sentence ones. Like, I think the Bloodhawks was one sentence, but it says, a loyal companion that becomes ferocious when not satiated with blood. I feel like that that just gives so much depth to these images that we're seeing. Um, the Debrisi looks like that golem magic thing has probably the thickest story the turlo snail has a lot too um or the fire snail so i love that aspect of it i was thinking you know compiling these into a visual bestiary where it's narrated and it shows the image of the animal and then there's a voiceover over it i i could see that that would be really fun especially as they keep adding to it um i yeah i the bloodhawk yeah, would probably be my favorite. So I'm really glad. So generous of Masri D to do that. Honestly, it's really cool. Um, I also, you know, we're we're getting a snapshot of these creatures, and I think it'll be really fun post auction when they do the portrait one on ones that accommodate or come with each of these to see, you know, the full scale of the creature and how big it is. This fire snail. I don't know if it's a tiny thing or is it child size or is it bigger than the wagdai themselves. Oh, I. Yeah, I forgot to mention the fire snail. That's actually one of my favorites as well. Um, I know Council of Six was saying that he wanted to uh, buy both the fire snail and the hydrodon, the hydrodon to keep and the fire snail to burn. But, you know, um, I, yeah, I, I I think the fire snail is probably up there from in, in my top three if I had to decide. And uh, I, I just want to open it up because I do see we have community members. Cold World and Her Silence. How about these animals? What are you thinking? No thoughts. Um, you know, it's interesting. When Masri D came into the library last night, and, you know, he, he was saying how, you know, you guys made these requests, and I appreciate your forthcomingness in it. Everyone started 
you know, putting out suggestions. And, you know, he was asking some people like, hey, what do you want to see? And you guys were, were, you know, painting these pictures of, you know, Prince saying he wants a white chimera. King, you were saying that you wanted like some beast you could wrestle with. Do you think this is Masri D's way of actually taking community input into what he crafts next? No, 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 no. So, I mean... He told me to look in the trees for a pigeon. Go... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, if it is, that's the thing. Like, I kind of recognize that, like, as soon as the, you know, the two tokens got handed out based on requests, everybody started like, I want a dragon. I want a big lion, right? Like, uh, you know, that could be the path to getting it but i don't know i i thought more with my like because I, I i i'll be honest with you i like i like these creatures but i don't see any of them fitting right with my character you know that's an important part yeah. of like how i'm going to like if i'm going to larp this or whatever sure um and so like requesting a sp- I, and I, but i don't know what i want either right so i thought rather than being like give me you know a a unicorn um i thought i'd just say like what i would want to do with it with the larp um and how it would fit well with my character and then go forth masradi bring me bring me whatever you think fits best um and so i'm looking forward you know like i'll i'll put some eth aside if if we're going to auctions on these things um to get a chance if i see something you know that's brought back that like really fits that description and like could really go well with my larp and stuff plus if it's true that we're getting you know full body character portraits with these things like i want one so i'll put a bit of eth aside just for that opportunity um but rather than you know like asking for specificity you know i'll 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 be vague and let the let the creatives do their thing for the record king was the one who said he wanted the dragon yesterday I mean, if it's a dragon, I'll take a dragon. Dude, Moser D's wouldn't even give me a pigeon. You said catch your own, dude. That's that's like that's like asking a, a sous chef at like a five star Michelin restaurant to get you a hot dog or something. Like, don't be disrespectful. I will say too that uh, this does open up the world, um, and you know, I'm, well, we've already we definitely have encountered some 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 creatures like the to- the toad that we did, the molten toad obviously the amalgam that was created but um it does open up the world to the possibility of you know maybe us encountering some kind of giant wild crazy beast that we have to uh you know uh, tackle with maybe in a dungeon or something yes. like that. so i i think i i'm pretty excited for uh what it what it means and how it adds to the world as well um outside of uh you know our our selfish interest to see our ourselves with a companion and a full body wag die absolutely pbj johnny had this idea it was it was like it, it was um a beast hunt like you stake at a certain part of the forsaken lands maybe for a certain amount of time and then like you you know you come across a beast and you get that like there, there's just so many fun ideas to play with um so one of the important things that i, I we don't have any verbiage on the collection right now or in the contract that denotes this being CCO. Although I do think it is safe to assume that it's part of Wagdai, all of Wagdai is CCO. So one of the cool things that I really like about these beasts coming forward is that not only does it like, you know, give us some, you know, cool functionality and such, 
and and new creatures but like it, it expands the world and the lore and our the tools at our disposal to tell stories where before you know we've kind of only had people to fight and whatever in your in your larps now if these are also cco like that'd be so cool that you can just use them however you you see fit for your your stories yeah whether whether you own one or not right and you know i'm thinking about the pre-existing beast that we had obviously i'll call him carl he's carl um the glutton um the red raptor right i wonder if they're going to be integrated into this collection or whether you know the one like the red raptor token is going to stay in the main collection i don't know that's a great point to bring up too if like i wonder if the 17 you know kind of just like auto get a companion or at least like i've always thought pu um especially since pu we've you know learned is pretty much part of <laughs> the primordial lands and, and not really something to be uprooted uh and, and brought around but possibly the glutton you know maybe pu receives the glutton because it is uh, her pet and then now has the option of of uh traveling the glutton elsewhere if they wanted to um you know so I, that 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 would be kind of cool to see you know uh the 17 and and their companions um we already obviously have a good idea with pu and the glutton um yuria probably a raptor <laughs> yes sir and so you know on this note um it seems like you obviously if you guys are following keepers they had to update the contract due to you know os related technical stuff with with like creator royalties and all that but they said that everything with the auction is is still slated to go on as scheduled so you know we can look forward to that i don't know if that's going to commence before the due date for this larp invitational concludes or before before or after not sure and Um, something to note too with this new way that OpenSea does things in order for this beast collection to have royalties and live on OpenSea, it had to blacklist um blur looks rare and pseudo swap as per the new terms and conditions of OpenSea. so it's that's kind of a you know i know some people have been enjoying using blur and people have been shopping for wagdai the main collection itself off of blur um, so, but you know, it, it seems like at least with this Genesis collection and these, these beasts, I'm sure if people are auctioning for them anyways, it's because they, they themselves, you know, want to own it. Um, and they aren't looking to then try and turn around and flip usually too with an auction, you know, you're, it's not something that you auction and win, and then you turn around and try and sell at a higher price anyways. So, um, but you know, just, just the thing of note, these beasts will, will not be able to be listed on those three, um, marketplaces. And as well, the keepers also um, hinted at that searing will be bringing about meaningful changes here, Wagdai. So we just had more teasing with searing and, and how big of an impact that's going to be. Um, still at twenty nine tokens. Um, and, and in addition to that, as uh, Enrique was kind of alluding to or asking about earlier, we had some weapons teased as well. Yeah, so it definitely seems like Searing is going to have some substantial change with your character. Um, Given what the Keepers have tweeted recently, that seems to be a lot of new weapons um, or gear associated. Um, There's been like a Jester's Cab, a big Warhammer, a club with a lot of mushrooms on it, uh, like a Halbrid kind of weapon. Um, today they showed off some like monarch butterfly wings, which is very specifically one token. Um, 
so I definitely think that that's kind of what we're heading towards. Uh, um, I'm curious to see what all of the different tokens, um, you know, provide and what the, uh, if there are any other aspects of the character that change alongside the, uh, the searing. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, he listed almost all of them. There was, uh, some worms coming out, uh, which we, you know, maybe could be associated with the, the worm and then uh, a bone type looking weapon <laughs> with, uh, I don't know if that's like some rope strewn around it, you know, for like a good, to get a good grip on it. If you're using it as a weapon. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether it was a, a, a trait that goes in front of the body or behind it, but it's, it's like a troglodyte bone, yeah, for maybe bludgeoning people. Um, I, I like these. You know, they, they describe the searing thing as meaningful metadata changes to your character, right? And I, I see it that way. I see it as like narrative mantles, that you have the option now to add, you know, this these tail of worms to your, your wag die. Or this 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 you know jester's garb hat thing, and you know it, it gives you the option on how you want to craft your characters. Why why would they arrive at that point where they get that change seared onto them? So I think it's it's a really cool storytelling tool for people who want to be more intentional about what they sear and why. Um, I think obviously aesthetics is going to be a big thing, but like I like that opportunity um, to give people a um, a structure for what they want to see or to, to why. And I think, you know, some of the ones we haven't seen yet with the more organizational concords, you know, I'm thinking the Dark Blade Guild or the stalwart researchers, like what is that mantle going to look like? And, you know, what meaningful change is that going to manifest in? Awesome. And King, I don't know if you want to go ahead and dive into the next one. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, last last week we released the the second dirge of Wagdai Saga of the Swamp Witch, uh, tremendous success. Uh, big 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 thanks to Itabashi Metro down there. I see you in the in the audience. Thank you so much for for minting, and thank you to everybody for minting. Um, it it was a huge huge success, um, even bigger than the first one. Um, we were able to mint forty nine tokens total. Uh, that resulted in we we contributed an extra 0.5 ETH to the community uh, treasury, the Conclave wallet. Um, so that's in there for others to, um, you know, benefit use use for other projects um, going forward. I I really love being able to do that. Um, the reception for the piece was really great. Everybody seemed to love it. And then uh, last night we we pulled our raffle. Um, uh, part of the utility of these Dirge of Wag dies uh, is that, um, you know, we were going to run a raffle and the winner would see or get to choose which character um, or event would be the focus of the next Dirge. Uh, Hated by Fate uh, happened to be the winner. Um, so we've been in talks today to try and figure out uh, what he is interested in having done. Um, the And of course, these will be available to the whole community. Um, in, in typical, we'll have an, a third dirge release um, as we did the second um, and carry on from there. But uh, there's he's, he's got a couple of ideas. Uh, we're still working through them. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to thank everybody uh, on behalf of myself and John and Violet 
Um, it was a huge success and we really, really appreciate everybody minting. It was a really, really fun project to do. This one took a lot of work. Um, you know, we might not do another four and a half, five minute one again, but, uh, we definitely want to keep doing these and keep telling, um, wag die stories, um, through the, you know, mix of musical composition and animation. So thank you all again, um, for minting and, and enjoying the experience. Um, and we look forward to dropping another one, uh, later on. Awesome. And for those who are listening to this after and even will during, well, it, for those listening during, it's they're pinned up at the top. But what's being pinned at the top, I'm also dropping in the comments of this. <laughs> um, and the next thing that we're diving into was we had a, a return back in action. Julian is, is uh, you know, not completely free from the crow's grass, but he's no longer trapped and in, tied up in a cage or anything like that. He's um, traveling with 2654 of the crows. And as well, there was another appearance from uh, Sasab the Merchant. Uh, what did what did both of you, either of you, think of uh, this this latest Julian drop? It was one of the longest ones too. I think seven minutes or. Dude, I love it. I mean, I, I've been I've been waiting for Julian to get his eye patch ever since he lost his eye. That's uh, it's a really good metadata update. His PFP looks amazing right now. Um. And yeah, like it's a it's a good interesting story. Uh, what I like most about this video drop is it's a great catch up piece of the last little bit of story. Um, for those who haven't been able to like keep up with everything, watch Julian's video, and like it's a nice little fun narrative walkthrough about all the things that have happened recently, and it it should bring you up to speed in a pretty fun way. I like uh, Wolf. You got to do. You got to flex more of your uh, voice acting muscles. That was really nice to see. You got Sir Don in there too. Um, the crossbow token. I think I that was really exciting. It. You know, I wonder if we if if we were at the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth, would that have become a talk? Because obviously it was framed that way. You know, it it had the glowing vibe and the dark background. Um, but seeing that metadata change at the end with Julian with the, uh, you know, he's still got the three scars on his cheek. He's got the eye patch on and then he's got the crossbow on his back like that. The, the visual of that character looks so good. Uh, I was really excited for that. Yeah. And it was a little fun fact is um, I, I improvised the line in that video about the stick thing. I, I thought it was. I thought it would kind of fit with the humor of, of like that sometimes happens around Julian because he specifically is he gets excited when he sees the crossbow and wants to use it. And 2654 is like, nah, here this will be better for you. Here's a stick. But he ends up getting the crossbow anyways. Yeah. And the first crossbow in the entire game. So that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious to see uh, where, how that comes into play. But I'm glad Julian's got a weapon. He needs one. You know, keep you motherfuckers off his back. There we go. Let's. Uh, there was another LARP video drop this week. Let's oh see boy, oh boy, we're gonna go there, huh? Join us, Show the serpents how strong you are. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. This was by Asal the Firekeeper, aka Wagdai Twins. And <laughs> what the fuck was this? Um, we know he's been working on it for a while i think he, he was saying the library that he's reached out to different fiverr voice artists but you know one had tried to charge him extra for the not safe for work content so now we know what he was talking about um 
this is something we have not seen before in this project. Safe to say. I, I will have to say that I, I miss those conversations. So that I went into this completely blind. And when he said warning graphic content, like I'm thinking, okay, well, last video, you know, was him tackling and cutting off the head of the snakes and things like that. So when I, my, you know, it's like on when you're on Reddit and the not suitable for work pops up, like, is it going to be porn or is it going to be gore? Like I'm, you know, was leaning more towards the gore side of things and thinking that I did not expect this Quentin Tarantino foot fetish video with <laughs> some, uh, you know, very, very sexual, um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting approach to say the least. Um, you know, Agora's always trying really hard to get get their worshippers, and I think it's the first time anybody's tried to uh, bribe bribe people to follow with with some sexual <laughs> content. Um, which is funny because you would think out of all the people who worship or, or champion Agora that her silence would have been, that would be the first thing he would try and do, and and it came from somebody else. I mean, you weren't expecting it, but let me ask you this. Did you like it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. He he followed it up with uh, buying a burrow worm talk and then burning it. So the man commits. Well, that's one less person who's going to get uh, seared worms on their back. <laughs> I'm looking forward to whatever Firekeeper Asala does next. Um, I'm sure yeah, bring more of that. Too. Bring more of that. I need more of that in my life. Just, just I, I, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, moments in my week where I'm just like, oh, ah, what? Uh, you know, keep, keep going. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how far you can go with this. <laughs> also, as I say, jokes aside, like twins, you, dude, you've been bringing it in like in very unique, different ways. Like it's, you know, I, I feel like. It, we have a lot of different people LARPing and everybody um, brings out different great talents and new unique ways of approaching this whole, uh, you know, LARPing. And I just, I, you, you've, you've approached this in different ways that nobody else has done yet. You know, I mean like the full on 3d rendering um, content, the first drop, and then now this, this uh, join us propaganda from Agora, like, so keep at it, whatever you're doing. Um, it's, you know, I, I know that, you know, your time is limited and yet you're still finding fun ways to bring some new excitement to LARPing. So have at it and congrats. And I, I'm always in character going to, you know, give you shit, <laughs> but I, I just got to say out of character, I really love and appreciate what you're doing. He's also uh, taken to only typing in fun, fun in the library. So uh, I think he's going through an evolution himself as well. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Wagtai Artist Guild. So Wagtai Artist Guild had their first airdrop delivered today. And um, the airdrop collection, which is, is an idea I'm pretty proud of. So the idea is that every drop, if you're a holder of that drop, you're going to receive a card. And over time, you will collect these cards which will come out to build a 22-card deck um, of tarot cards, the Major Arcana. And um, the first one was delivered today. So each one's going to be, be uh, designed by a different artist using the same card template, the same color palette. But the, their stylistic approach will obviously be varied and different. So it should come together to create a very unique and eclectic set that uh, we're, we're really, really proud to see come into fruition. So check it out on OpenSea if you haven't gotten the chance. The, the image posted on the 
uh, Wag Die Artist Guild Twitter is not entirely the same as the card itself. So check it out if you haven't. And, um, you know, we're looking for our next drop to be scheduled around early, mid-December. I just want to say I I have two different collectible um, tarot sets. One by an artist that I absolutely love, Mika. Oh, God, I can't remember his last name, but um, I I, I absolutely love this artist. He has a very unique, heavy line work style, um, and he did like a very dark tarot set. Anyways, point is I've, physically collect tarot cards um and card sets so i when you guys are done and you have all 22 or whatever i would absolutely love for you to do a physical drop limited set um maybe garner an ish ahead of time find out what the cost is make sure everybody commits to and is willing to purchase them i mean i'll i'll, I'll buy more than one if i have to to make it happen but you guys should do a physical drop as well so you know, in one more little way, you guys can capture a little bit of money as well, but also have something fun <laughs> to go with it. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of physical, physical, physical collectibles as well as digital. And I, I collect tarot cards. So, yeah, awesome. We've definitely played with that, that future prospect. So we're excited at the, um, backing up your lore. Wolf, I think this yeah. was your idea. No, I mean, yeah, half half wolf. I I mean, I started yelling about it initially. Um, as the uh, volatility at Twitter, um, whether it goes down or not, uh, has been rising. It's become apparent that you know it might not be the per. It's not a decentralized place, uh, and we have a lot of community care people making a lot of really good content, and just like the, I think community wide consensus that we would really hate to see. One of these, you know, if, if Twitter ever were to fuck up, um, uh, it would be a tragedy to lose it all. So I spent a little moment, you know, making sure all of my tweets and images and everything were backed up locally. Um, and then and then I, I suggested other people do the same. I highly recommend it. It's, you know, it's not going to take you that long um, to, to make sure you have everything secured. Uh, and then, Wolf, you had a suggestion in terms of, like, maybe making... Uh, some using the actual chain a blockchain to um, uh, edify or, or make these permanent uh, pieces of lore. Correct. Yeah, I piggybacked off of off of King's suggestion and was like, "Well, you, and I actually got the idea from King's um, dirge, <laughs> and also to the fact that I've you know written mirror.xyz articles, and I've noticed that." OpenSea, you know, when it added, uh, has always had Ethereum and and, uh, Polygon, and then over time added Solana, and then now they've added Optimism and Arbitrum um, NFTs as well. So essentially, I know, and definitely this was confirmed today, that if you post um, Yuri's Madness did did a Mirror article, it is absolutely free for you to post um, a mirror article with and set how many additions and how much you want to charge them for. And you don't need to, you'll switch over to the optimism network, but it doesn't charge you any kind of optimism network fee. Um, however, th- for anybody to purchase them, they would need to, you know, go to Uniswap or go to a, a bridge um, and bridge over to optimism. So convert some ETH over but once you convert, it, you can, it, you know, literally it's it's almost practically gasless. It's a lot cheaper than ETH. And it's not, when I say pennies in ETH, and I'm talking about like $8 or $5 in gas, it's with, with optimism, you can actually 
it can literally be pennies. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, so one fun thing I was thinking was that, you know, for uh, using these mirror.xyz articles, which you can set so people can subscribe and mint as uh, collectibles, um, that's what that works really well for static images, GIFs, and text style but if you want to do videos um i think king's dirge is a great example of showing the the powers of that and um probably doing a manifold contract would be the best option um and maybe i don't know king would probably be a good person to ask if like setting up the manifold mint page is it like lazy mint style where it doesn't cost you anything but other people can then mint it um and you set, set a price and so then they pay the gas and they pay to mint it which if that's the case, essentially, this is setting up a, a way to not only back up things like King is talking about, but also for people who are LARPing, and especially, you know, if, like Merlin or anybody who's really investing time and resources, you're setting up a, a, an economy and a way for people to tip you and collect. Um, in addition to that, I also picked up Proof of Lore.eth, um, and I think I might set that up to an, uh, a Gnosis safe. And maybe make that as like a archive or something where everybody can just send one copy of whatever they're, you know, minting or, you know, or creating with their lore. Um, and we can archive it all there. In addition to you obviously can keep, you know, copies that for sell copies of other people and maybe keep a copy for yourself that you can attach to your OpenSea featured profile the same way that. I think Merlin was one of the first to do this where you organize your characters, your tokens and everything. Um, it's just as one more element and way to like, you know, kind of organize your page and tie everything together um, with your LARP. Just some suggestions. Yeah. The uh, minting on manifold is not lazy minting. It, you will be deploying a contract um, and uh, minting the first of the, the, the claim tokens, um, but it's really cheap. And really easy, especially with gas being down where it is now at, at, at Tengway or whatever. It's like a couple bucks, five bucks maybe to to do all of that. Um, and I think it's worth it if you're like you know invested in your character or whatever. Like, go for it. You know, it's not a it's not a huge expense, uh, and it's a cool way to learn. Um, I think I think there's a lot of value in that, um, and you know the permanence is a is a huge factor. The only thing to know. Uh, I think they have a, like OpenSea has a 500 meg limit on video files. Um, we had that issue with the, the second dirge because it, we had it at higher resolution initially and, and OpenSea wasn't taking it. So we had to, uh, had to re-upload it uh, slightly smaller. But uh, other than that, um, you know, for most of our LARP content, I think it's really good. So um, take a look at those methods, but at very minimum, make sure you download all of your content and, you know, keep it in a, in a spreadsheet or something and, uh, and keep your images backed up because we don't want to lose that shit no matter what happens. There we go. Sounds good. And we're just at the top of the hour here, ladies and gentlemen. We're moving on to the final main segment of the show, Conclave Talk. So if you've been to the library, you know that OxG has put out the beta version of his game. Have you guys tried that? Yeah, I've been playing it a little bit. Um, but one part to he's he's been he's been asking for for feedback and and bug finding and that kind of thing. So one part to help with that, but it's also an interesting little experience. Um, and you know, I want to get good at it before it goes into uh, to mainline, so I can just you know kick everybody's ass. Um, but it's a fun experience. It's got a nice little like. Uh, challenge uh, or, or, or 
challenge and post and challenge system. Um, and then the fights are like rely heavily on randomness, which I approve of as a, you know, making it fair for everybody, but also, uh, there's like a scratch card kind of risk reward mechanic to it, which is interesting. Um, it's fun. And then there's the like mission based, uh, player versus monster boss fights, which are a little more idle clicker kind of game. Um, I left one of my wag guys there fighting the molten toad and slowly over time I was able to, uh, to slay it. Yeah. The, as King was alluding to, there's the randomness, but there is a little bit of skill, I guess. Um, it, it obviously could still, you know, it's, it's, it's early. It's a beta. It could use some work. Um, the, right now, the, the different things that pop up to let you know what you're dealing damage are tokens of Concord. Um, I, you know, I think maybe we could figure out more friendly images that are easily more recognized. Um, other, like, I don't know, you know, but regardless, if you choose the box that where it's, a, they're, they're like blank scratch cards, like King's explaining where it's one skull it's a guaranteed set of damage. Uh, right now it's 4K. If you choose the two skull, you have a chance to swing for 2K or 8K. And then the three is you're either going to hit with one or 50, but I think it's, I think it's 25K. Um, yeah, it's 25K with the PVP and it's 50 with um, the, the PVE. I, there's, there's definitely, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I, I think that, what is cool is we tested out with the conclave <clears throat> while we were while we were in the conclave we tested it out and um the kind of the cool thing is is like so if you go to do the pvp you set up that you want to fight a match and you sit there waiting then other people can see you and they can choose to engage with you once somebody chooses to engage then other people can then have the same place where you click join battle it now says spectate and they could spectate and watch um, one of the little bugs <laughs> to point out, and I, and I should drop this for OXG, is that if you're looking at the page where it says join battle to fight somebody and you don't, and somebody else clicks and joins, it'll still say join battle, even though you're supposed to now say spectate, you have to refresh the page. So maybe some way to kind of have that more live and, um, you know, <laughs> is would be something good. But like, I do see a way where if we're going to have like an, uh, you know, a dual with another community like we did in the past, rather than doing the random <clears throat> dice rolls and this and that, we would basically, you know, and it's turn-based, um, you, you know, maybe we could find a way to work with this system and, and like, you know, still, you obviously get to wait a little bit to like, if you want to deliver some lines or some, some flavor text, or maybe we could eventually, that could be incorporated into the game um, before you click your move and then swing. Um, you know, or, you know, we could, if somebody's spectating, we could have the people, you know, you, they, they would need to go slow, right. And like swing, um, based on their hit, then we could like deliver some lines about what, what transpired and the next person swing. There's ways we can kind of work with this, but it's, you know, it's still early and it's beta. And then the PVE aspect that King was mentioning, which is the toad, there's a talk and there's a fight. Um, I like the, I, I like that, that base and what's there. And I'm curious, like, how hard it would be to streamline the process of, like, let's say Julian or King or Josiah, anybody wants to set up a LARP, they want to set up a whole engagement system through there. Like, maybe the talk has multiple choices, um, and, like, you're solving kind of riddles to, like, advance further or learn more. 
Um, and then maybe like, and then also too, that you could have the fight. Like, I wonder if this is something we could eventually people could use and set up for the, for, for LARP purposes through their story with their characters or even the two, you know, but like, then again, right now it's all on OXG to like program and set those things in. So it's like, you know, I don't know. And he's also still working on the game. So how realistic, you know, could we ever get this to a streamlined place where anybody could kind of plug in and, and use that um, for to, to advance a story or something, you know, we'll have to see over time. And these are all great questions, I guess, for OXG. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible to see the Wagdai ecosystem grow in this way in such a community driven way too. So um, if, if you guys haven't tried that out yet, please do so. And in the library also, we have the channel up for, um, for bugs and feedback and all that sort of stuff. Um, more developments. Prince Hamdo has updated the map, the, the Wagdai world map, to accommodate batch staking. Yeah, you can also you can stake single um, characters from the map now. You don't have to uh, you know, go, go to Fatal Wagdai. It's, it's all done through the map. Or you can also batch stake which is we didn't have batch staking before. So that's obviously the biggest highlight, I think, of it, um, especially for people like uh, Council 6 and others who have, you know, multiple characters, not just one, um, having to slowly individually stake. And, and even, you know, I have just, you know, working with like two characters, it, it's definitely, you know, a little bit of a process to slowly stake and unstake each of them. And so I, I appreciate it. And I'm excited to test out the batch staking um, myself. Yeah. All right. And I think we're going to take it home with the community highlights. What do you guys have? I think uh, right. all we have is the, the newcomers. I don't know if anybody wants to, um, you know, because we kind of, I think, highlighted our community characters and initiatives. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if, you, if anybody wants to say any closing remarks before we just rapid fire off welcoming all the newcomers and such. No, it's just been a good. I've had. I just want to throw a shout out to all the people that have been chilling in tavern lately. I've been popping in there a little bit more than usual, and there's usually one or two folk who will uh, who'll dive in to uh, to chill. Uh, it's a good place to uh, to talk wag die, which I don't do enough because I only do it every day of my life. Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, it was kind of mentioned earlier since the beasts. Uh, you know, contract dry, dropped and Masri D was in there last night. It was very active, but also today. And in addition to, you know, it being more active with the current community members, I did notice uh, both um, basically Angel and uh, Balion uh, have, have returned and have been a little bit more active. Um, those are two community members that were, you know, with Wagdai early on since the beginning. Um, and yeah, so the beast is definitely stirring up some new interests as well as um, calling the attention of some people who have been here before. And then, yeah, other than that, I guess I'll just rip off real quick. Welcome newcomers, CCO Ethan, CFZs365, Rusted Returns. Oh, I forgot to include you in the returns. Chacha, Chaos Pledged Eye, Cobalt <laughs> Bob. Um, welcome all of you. Uh, we, we definitely see you, um, you know, within the discord and, and uh, talking to the public square as King was mentioning, and it's awesome to see some life in there. Yeah, on a related note to the tavern chat, you know, last week, we had the first uh, wiki jam, where we all gathered in, in the tavern and worked on the wiki. And it seems like we got pretty good progress made. 
a good turnout too, right? I think we had maybe at peak eight people or so. Sound about right. Uh, there, I can I know the exact number. There were twelve. We had twelve people. We had twelve people contribute total. Great, you love to see it. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's it, guys, for this show. It was a longer one, but uh, we have so much to look forward to. You know, we we got the searing sneak peeks. We have a LARP Invitational. We got stalwart shit. We have Arcane Council stuff, and then we have the Beast Collection. So, all of this coming in at the end of the year. You know, Wag dies alive. We love it. Um, and I guess that's today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, Wagdai is a Web3-based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with blockchain mechanics and fantasy role-playing to create an immersive adventure experience. We'll see you at the Stalwart. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs>